This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hi, welcome to Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. This is episode six, how to have a newsletter that engages donors and raises money. I'm Ryan Thomas, Vice President at Onicity. And I'm Steve Thomas, uh, CEO and one of the founding partners of Onicity. Onicity is a boutique ad agency focused on serving nonprofits, marketing and fundraising, and um, helping nonprofits connect with donors to uh, raise funds and help them do the good work that they are amazing at doing. We've been around about 10 years, and many people on our team measure their time in this work in decades. So uh, we've formed the Avengers after uh, having people do good work for a long time, coming together and uh, joining a super team. And if you've been paying close attention, uh, you've probably noticed that Steve and I share a last name, which uh, hopefully... It's not a coincidence, actually. I mean, it's not a coincidence. That could be could be where the title came from. (laughs) That could, or or one of us just searched, uh, did a Craigslist ad for uh, somebody with the other name. Just to just, I got this great idea for a podcast, and I just need to make sure I get somebody with the bit. But we're father and son. That makes the podcast make a little more sense. Uh, the jokes will make more sense and be funnier now that you understand. Hopefully. Yeah, ideally. Um, but before we get into it, want to take care of some business. Send your five-star reviews, only five-star reviews to us, uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, whatever it is. Only the five-star reviews. That helps the algorithm the super mystique opaque algorithm serve us up to people and send your positive feedback. Again, we have a spam filter set up for negative feedback, but any positive feedback, questions, ideas to the email podcast at onicity.com. And that's O N E I C I T Y.com. And uh, if you put meatloaf, recipe or dessert recipe in the subject line, yours will get opened first at the top of the list and more likely to be read aloud on air. (laughs) Very important to people. That's right. Well, in our forthcoming listener corner, (laughs) which uh, in, 
you know, I could have segued really well into newsletters, but we ought to do mail call first because okay. lots of newsletters have donor corners and, you know, you could have a uh, star volunteer chocolate cake recipe. Uh, I could have, I could have made a good segue, but we'll get into mail call. Uh, this is a part where Steve and I talk about something we've seen out in the wild because uh, this, this work doesn't stop when you're not in the office. And so you see things and you hold on to it. It's in your brain and we pass things back and forth all the time. And so this is, this is where we do that with you getting to listen or view or both. Uh, so I think I went first last time. So I have you go first okay. while I reach for mine. Ooh, all right. Uh, so I, I'm trying to mix up. So I'm not just the, uh, the, the, the old guy showing a bunch of mail. Uh, but I, cause I think I did email recently, so I'm, I'm going to do, do mail and I, this is uh, not a client, but, uh, a rescue mission. Um, and they, they sent a, um, a, a direct mail letter and the, the outside of the envelope is last chance to provide Easter hope. And it has, it's a, it's an interesting double window kind of effect. And if you're not on, if you're on audio, you can't see that, but if you're on video, you can see it. It's got the it window says, for the address this, and then a square. Yeah. And then a square over on the, the non-stamp uh, side of the envelope that says rush, uh, dead, deadline. I can't see the rest of the deadline word. And then April 4. And that, uh, that shows when you, when you open the letter, it's a very short letter on um, uh, yellow in the business called uh, Canary with a lot of red and it, it looks very urgent. It's a short letter. Here's what I want to say about that is that's a very effective technique. It's a good strategy. If you are mixing up where you tell stories and you have the non um, scary looking stuff, and then you have a deadline that is, that is a legitimate deadline that a donor can understand, like uh, they're raising money for uh, an Easter thing. If you're trying to do end of the year stuff, if you have a matching grant that's going to run out, if you have, if you're trying to do Thanksgiving meals, you're trying to send kids back to school. If you have these natural deadlines, if you've already told your donors a story and drawn them into that process, then you can come back with a last chance, or as one of our clients talks about, it's not your last chance, but it's your last chance for this thing. And make mm -hmm. it very clear that that here the deadline is on us. If you want to be a part of this, now's the time. Make it quick, simple, short, to the point. You don't have to tell everything that you've told previously. You're not trying to build a big case. You just want to remind donors, this is what's going on. And so uh, use deadlines to good effect. And when you have a deadline that makes sense, either in email, in a digital asset or in print, make it clear to the donor, get in there, go fast. Donors aren't gonna be irritated by that. They're either gonna be swayed by, oh, one more time, or it's gonna go in the trash can. That's, it's a simple no thing. No sweat, there's so, no downside. Very little downside. And yeah, it's a, like a finishing move for a, a boxer combo. Oh, that's with, really good. Yeah. Because you, you set it up. Because like you said, you can't not tell so a story. One, two, yeah. Yeah. Story, newsletter, last chance. <laughs> that, that was a nice uh, left upper hook finisher. That was yeah, nice. For, that's good. For those of you listening, I, I, you can tell uh, that I've, I've taken two kickboxing classes in my life. That The form 
hasn't left. Ah, uh, so mine, I'm going to hide who it is because it's not a client, but it's somebody we all know, and it's probably hard to see, which is part of my point. It's just a letter. Wow. And it is, um, is so a for regular... The folks that- so for the folks yeah. at home, I'm just going to say it's an eight and a half by 11 standard business size, Piece of you know, paper. whatever, whatever comes out of your laser printer. And it, from my perspective, it's a sheet of gray. Hmm. It's it, just gray print. It is. They have the, the header at the top with all their locations, their information, and then the salutation. And then one, two, three, four, five, six paragraphs on the front and then it finishes quickly on the back one of those paragraphs is 13 lines Mm. none of the nothing is indented and nothing is formatted and steve's point about it's just a gray blob to me is exactly my point in that i can't see anything except a glob of text that just looks daunting to read and when I opened this, I opened it, I glanced at it, and then I, even as somebody in this work, thought, oh, I, I can't even muster up the strength to read this. I don't even know where it, to start. <laughs> I just put it aside. And again, the other side of that coin is too much formatting. Uh, we'll, we, we will probably do an example of somebody who bold underlines everything, then nothing is special but in this case there's nothing to set apart any of the text and most donors even your best closest donors are scanning and so when they open it up that's what the bold and underline and in email the colored links the hyperlinks pull out quotes that guides the scanning eye to pick up the own the bits of information that are essential to get out of this so that if somebody is scanning even if they scan, they get the sort of the who, what, where, when, why. They get the scaffolding message so they know everything they need to know to take the action we want. But if I pick this up and I don't see anything, I don't see anything, I'm overwhelmed, it goes straight in the trash. So there you have it. Don't overformat, but don't underformat either. Ooh, there's a sweet spot. Yeah, don't forget about control B, control U, control I. They're your friends. Well, that's some some computer talk, I think, right? That's right. Yeah. It's for the digital people. They'll get that. Ah, you young people. We know all about our formatting skills. It's not just for HTML anymore. So next, we like to talk about not these examples of things you shouldn't do, but these are examples of things you should be doing if you aren't already and actionable little bits that when you're done with this episode, you can go put into practice and start making your file, making your results, engaging with donors better. And you should definitely listen to the rest of the podcast. But as soon as we are done, you may want to think about moving this to the end. Yeah, but people want the actionable bits. So it's, it's, yeah. Okay. It's hard. I don't know. Make a a cliffhanger. Send, send your ideas of where this segment should go to (laughs) podcast at onesity.com. And you might want to put meatloaf recipe in the title. So I'll open it. 
And be aware that if you say this needs to go in the trash, that will hurt somebody's feelings somewhere. It'll hurt the yeah. intern who opens our mail's yeah. feelings. You and I won't yeah. see it. They're tough. Um, so I'll, I'll go first. Something you yeah. ought to be doing if you're not. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the younger guy, but I'm staying in the analog world. Oh, I like that. In mail, and this is usually in newsletter cover letters, but not all the time. If you're only using the front of your piece of paper of your letter, mm-hmm. oftentimes the back of the letter I see is blank. Mm-hmm. And that isn't, for whatever reason, most people are looking at the back. Now, sometimes it's as they're turning it over on their way to throw it in the trash, but the back gets seen pretty often and it's real estate that shouldn't be wasted. Now you shouldn't spend a ton of time on it, but if you work up a infographic or mm. a picture that just really encapsulates your mission and five bullet points of your gift today will feed, clothe, shelter mm. somebody today, that's URL, you, that's evergreen content. And you can put that on the back of every impact that you're doing that's only front side. And yeah. you didn't spend any time No, few people are going to email or send a gift and say, I wasn't going to give a gift, but man, I was throwing your letter away. And I saw that on the back (laughs) and just that, that cap, that it captivated my heart. I just couldn't resist, but it just shouldn't go to waste. And all of these pieces are adding up to the sum of pushing somebody over the edge to take that action. And this might not do it, but it definitely won't help you if you leave it blank. It's also a good place for a website kicker uh, mm-hmm. online, um, and you can throw in a picture of your homepage to make sure they know when they get there. That's a yeah, good, we, great we do idea. a lot of, of those, uh, the designers do the technical work of grabbing a stock photo of somebody on a computer and then putting in the client's website on that computer in the image. And uh, even knowing how easy that is for a designer to do, I never cease to think, okay, that's pretty cool. No. So what you got? Okay, so this is going to be a little weird, but oh, oh, uh, good! Our listeners will not be uh, used to that at all. So let's talk. Well, they, they, there's been six episodes; they're not used to anything. Um, so, what's your average heart rate, there, Mr. Ryan? Like resting? Yeah. What's your resting heart rate yesterday? So while he looks that up, so Ryan is a. Before COVID, was a rather competitive obstacle course racer. Spartan Race was his brand, and I've done a little bit of those kind of things. And um, so, resting heart rate is an interesting thing. So that if you're wearing a a gadget, okay, so it do says, you have it? I got to keep moving here. So it says you know. seventy. Whoa. Okay. So one of the things about resting heart rate. If you're, if you're doing a lot of pushing and one of the things that I do is I can tell you, cause I write them down, my resting heart rates back uh, a long time. Um, and one of the reasons I do that is a resting heart rate is a clue in my world. Not everybody does it in my world of when you've overtrained, or sometimes I can usually tell back in the days when I got the flu, cause I was traveling a lot or I'd get a cold because I was traveling a lot. Um, I could tell when I, you know, there was a cold coming on because my heart rate would go up, my resting heart rate. Um, one of the things that 
our, our listeners need to do, and no, you didn't stumble in the wrong podcast, um, is have a number that you monitor because it doesn't matter what your heart rate was, but over time, you want to be watching what the trend is. So many mm. people, the trend, you know, they're, they're monitoring their fundraising based on money in the bank. Not a bad metric, but that can fool you because you can do really well for a while. And then because that was, you're just looking at one big number. Uh, or you can just look at daily deposits. That is a prescription for insanity that will make you absolutely nuts watching that go up and down because that's driven by too many external factors. Um, uh, so you need to pick a number, a metric that you watch over time. The kind of metrics I'm talking about are number of active donors currently and uh, in, the, in the calendar year that you're looking at or number of gifts in the calendar year that you're looking at, or our total income year to date compared to the previous years year to date. So you see these timelines. There are a lot mm -hmm. of different metrics to look at, but it's a metric that you just pick and you watch. It will allow you to be effective. One of the rules that I is totally correct is anything you monitor will improve. If you pay attention to a number over time, that number will begin to improve because it's not voodoo. It's just because you're focused on it every day. You're looking at that. And if say, for instance, if you're focused on number of donors that are active, you will pay attention to, and you will never miss the chance to connect a donor with your cause. I had the experience years ago when I was leading a, a nonprofit, we had a, a, an active, very intentional campaign to reacquire lapsed donors. And one of the things that we did was we put a cowbell in the accounting, the, the gift processing area, and, and the, the people who were, who were handling the intake of, of, of mail and gifts, every time a lapsed donor gave a gift, they would ring the cowbell. And it was- That's very cool. It was hilarious because uh, we joke about interns, but the in there was an intern who, who eventually took up that task and had a drumstick and the cowbell mounted on the, on the wall and would, he just loved the disruption. What was fascinating were the people who would count how many lapsed donors had been reacquired that day. The entire organization became aware of this effort to reacquire lapsed donors. So I just say, just like a heart rate, just like ringing a cowbell, if you pick something to focus on over time, pick a number that's important or that's some, about something you're trying to do, focus on it, track it, pay attention to it if it's appropriate, publicize it to the, to the organization, and then watch that number improve. Cowbells, like, and, cowbells and resting heart rate. What are you going to do? A, that's a win. And it reminds me that if you focus on it, it'll improve. It, it reminds me of when you first learned to ski and all you could do is the pizza. Yeah. And yeah. Steer, just look. If you want to go to the right, just look to the right. And, and you go to the right. Yeah. And it's it, it really is magical, but it's not magic. It's because if you're looking that direction, it's, your muscles are doing subtle things. Your center of gravity is shifting. It's if one of those look, weird things about what you focus on, you're, you, you, you gravitate toward. And so... Uh, you know, one of the guys, I, I, I don't know that this is true, but it makes sense to me is somebody I, I read years ago talked about one of the most effective ways to lose weight is to step on your scales every day. 
You don't have to think about changing your diet. You don't have to ch change anything else. Just look at that number every day and track it. And then what happens? You're focused on it to some degree and you begin noticing which way it's going. And if you like which way it's going, then you do more of that. I, I don't know. Anyway, pick a, pick a metric, focus on that. What you measure is what's important or in yep. what's important you measure. We're big fans of year to date too. That helps yeah. adjust for perspective. Yeah. So getting into the meat of the episode, I don't know. I don't want to be critical, but this has been pretty meaty up till now. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, not, it's, 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 it's like any, any good dish, there are going to be different you know, levels of meat. It's like a, a taco bell. I don't even know. They make these things. I see them on TV where it's like different kinds of meat wrapped in a shell, wrapped in cheese, wrapped in another shell. And oh, then a third nice. is, we've just got all sorts of, of tidbits and, so that was highly actionable meat. We'll put it that way for those of us criticizing live on the podcast. Yeah. I think Taco Bell is not going to be a sponsor based on that. No, sad. That I'm a, a Taco Bueno person myself. There you go. Okay. I, it regionalizes us, but it's fine. It's the delicious Mexican food. So the title of the podcast is about having a newsletter that engages donors and raises money. Right. First off, those aren't opposites. They sound like it, but they can both be done mm -hmm. Two, as I, as I'm want to do, let's reset and just say, almost all of you should be doing a newsletter of some sort in some frequency mm -hmm. size of your organization, the pattern of your organization, the work your organization does all of that impacts how often you should do one. But whether it's annually, semi-annually, quarterly, don't go monthly. You should be whoa, doing a newsletter. Whoa, you could go monthly if you want to. That's all right. Come on. I, you've got the, if you've got something to say, go oh, monthly. Okay. I, I'll just say I have seen very few <laughs> monthly hard. newsletters where there's something to say in all of them. I agree. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Well, you, you should. Uh, on behalf but, of Taco Taco Bell, I'm yeah. Gonna... <laughs> you're repping you're repping the the chalupa and the chihuahua. So <laughs> we're gonna get that out of the way. You ought to do a newsletter, yeah, in yeah. some form. If exactly, not, email us. If enough, if if we feel like it's it's worth people's time, we'll do a how to build a newsletter. Oh yeah. Episode. And oh, this yeah. this will tackle a lot of this, but so you should be doing a newsletter kick to the yes. curb table stakes. We're good. Yeah. The temptation is to do a newsletter that does one of two things, either engage donors, all the volunteer stuff, every volunteer, all the urgent needs. Here's how you can volunteer. Here's how you can get involved. Here's the things we're doing, or here's a newsletter showing all the work that's being done and we need your help. This work can only continue, Mr. Donor, if you partner with us today. So I'll just posit to you that we should do, actually do two newsletters, one newsletter that is donor focused <laughs> and one newsletter that is fundraising focused, right? Uh, I mean, that just yeah, makes sense. A, well, uh, I, 
It'd be good, you know. It's good if you're the designer or the the if agency. You're the printer. That, that's awesome. That, or the printer. Yeah. Okay. So so let's roll back and say one of the things about newsletters is, in my opinion, and and I'm not the only one that holds this opinion. Um, newsletters are not like holy ground. They're not some kind of special thing. They're ink on paper or digital bits and bytes that arrive in an email, and. The trick with a newsletter, ignore what you thought about a newsletter. The only difference between a newsletter and a direct mail appeal or an email appeal is it's called a newsletter and it is a usually a larger, there's usually more to it. Okay. So, more pages, more size. Yeah. Or, or more panels or just, it's just more something. So you, okay. there are people who, who, who are uh, accomplished and, and, and professionals and, and, and this is their thing is they say you should never do anything but thank a donor in a newsletter. And, and you can Google that and you'll know who those people are. The problem with that is those people seem to live in a world where a return on investment is not part of their world. Most of us, if we're going to put ink on paper or have a, an intern or a designer or hopefully a digital specialist create a digital newsletter, we've laid out some cash to do that. Hmm. And anybody who lays out cash in the fundraising world and isn't connecting it to an ROI is living in the dream world. And so the ROI means a newsletter has to do more than just applaud what the organization is doing. So a newsletter is a different vehicle. The trick with a newsletter is you get more real estate, either in an email format, the digital format, or on, on paper, and it feels different to the donor. So think about that. So, so if you do, say, say some, some organizations, they'll do one annual fund or one appeal to donors for uh, a fundraising need a year, and they'll do two or three newsletters. And they spend all their time thanking donors. And the idea often is, well, we're just gonna tell thank you, thank you, thank you. And then when they get the appeal, they're gonna go, yay, I'm gonna give because of all those great newsletters. The problem with that is you assume their own, they're gonna see that last impact. Mm -hmm. I got news for you. That doesn't happen in the real world. The real world is people are not seeing everything you do. So you are looking for every opportunity to grab a donor's attention. Or even if they see it, they don't remember. <laughs> or they don't care. Or they're busy. Or I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, much exactly. less what mail I've gotten. So think about think about newsletters are, um, and, and so let's just say uh, almost all, all of our full service clients and uh uh, anyone we advise or consult with or coach, we're advising them to use newsletters to raise money. We have clients, you, you actually have a, at least a couple of clients that you serve who the newsletter impact is their bigger money maker than some of the direct mail impacts, the, the straight up appeals. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I, I can think of two off the top of my head and it's not double, but it's not necessarily close. Yeah. And so one of the things is our successful clients, um, 
uh, get away from thinking about uh, trying to get everything in one impact and they get away from thinking one impact stands alone. They're building mm -hmm. a, a, a mindset. They're building an impression with donors. Now, the tone of a newsletter can be radically different. So let, let's just talk about a direct mail appeal. It's an ask. Uh, if you haven't heard or we haven't done the scaffolding and the way we're going to make appeals that, you know, a, a direct mail or an email digital asset appeal, or even, you know, if you're at a, an event is a very direct ask. A newsletter mm -hmm. is different. A newsletter has real estate to tell a story. It has real estate to, and by real estate, I mean it either has digital real estate in the asset or it has pages and, and print. You mean you, you've got more room in a, you got more room in, in a standard appeal, eight and a half by 14. Yeah. You're just, you're constrained by literal atoms and inches of space. Exactly. Exactly. And here's, what's cool is if a donor loves you at your organization and they, they appreciate what you're doing. If you tell them their newsletter is here, either in a subject line or um, uh, the pre-header message in an email or on the outer envelope, even if you had this idea that the donor might not want to hear from you on a direct mail impact or a direct, a direct appeal, the newsletter is a warmer, fuzzier kind of approach because it it tells the person, oh, this is news, all right? Now, the news doesn't have to be stuff that uh, you find interesting because here's the thing about the newsletter. It's <laughs> your newsletter, but it's not about you. Hmm. It, it is a deadly trap to make a newsletter you produce about you. The donor has to be the star of the newsletter. Don't do the headline as you're the hero or something like that, but you have to Not show, every month anyway. Uh, you know, I'm not sure I would love that period, but anyway, uh, uh, the donor has to see a need and some results. And this is a great place to tell a success story or to mm -hmm. show success stuff. Don't bog them down in a bunch of statistics or all the things you did right last month or how Billy Bob, since you've identified, you know, Taco Bueno is your thing. So you're from Texas. So you don't want to have a Billy Bob, you know, do Billy Bob is he's retiring and here's, you know, his 10 years of service here and 20 years of service there. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a very nice thing to do, but the goal of fundraising is to raise funds. And so you have to connect the donor with a need. Newsletters are awesome to say, here was a need. Here was the success that happened because of you, the donor and the work and that you and your neighbors or you and the others who support this work did. But you need to know that need is ongoing. And so mm. Don't, don't lose sight. There are many more like this, this one success story I had that have, haven't had the chance to be saved or helped or whatever your, your cause is. And if you, the glory about a newsletter is you have the luxury of telling a story. You also have the luxury of editorial. Your leader needs an editorial section in that newsletter. The voice has to speak. You look like you were going to say something. I, it was, it, most people probably 
know what you mean by editorial, but it, it's uh, a, a column or it's a, a section that's that's your leader's corner or it's a it's it, it, it in the old days of newspapers. You remember those in history class when they talked about newspapers, yeah, right? those things you open so, up. Yeah. You know, and, they, and sometimes they would be delivered to your house. It, it was magical. Um, uh, it would be in a, it would be in an editorial or an opinion column. But this is opinion column is about whatever the newsletter theme is, because the newsletter shouldn't be about 15 different things. It should be about a two or three things that all fit in the theme or the ask of the newsletter. So hmm. uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to show you, this is one of our clients. This is this newsletter's in the wild and I'll describe it. It, it, it has on the cover. This is a, from, from the Thanksgiving time. Uh, it talks about a reason to be thankful. Your Thanksgiving newsletter enclosed. No one's going to open this envelope without reason. Actually has a facsimile, a picture of the newsletter on the front. It has a letter from the the leader of this organization, it a, a cover letter a different cover letter. from the editorial section. So sort of like yeah, an abbre almost an abbreviated appeal. It's a short direct mail impact, but talks about a little bit of the newsletter, and then it talks about don't miss this in the newsletter. Got a forward makes, tease, and then it makes the ask, and then there's the response device already there, right? And then the newsletter has a great story about, you know, the star of the newsletter, a little, a little uh, cover magazine cover. Uh, then it can, it jumps the inside. It has mm, one, two, three, four columns that all connect with the theme of this newsletter. The magic is not on how many columns or whatever. It is about that it is not a fractured message. The message is unified to the donor. Here, you need to understand what you're reading. That's the letter. Here's the response device with the ask. Here's the, the newsletter, what I told you I was going to send. Here's the, here's the cover with the information about the, the success story. Here's some background about what, what else goes on attached to that. Another kind of a thing. Here's a column on you can, how you can be involved in the days of COVID with information about that. Then here's the leadership column. And then here's the great place. There's a on page, the, this is a four, four, four page newsletter. It's a little more complicated than that, but it's a four page newsletter. And in the back, the cover, the back part is the fundraising section that restates what started in the, in the cover letter and came all the way through the newsletter. And then it mm. has a return envelope and that kind of thing. So um, whatever the format is for your newsletter, one of the things you have to do is you have to make sure your donors see it as valuable information about your cause, what their support has done, and that the need continues. And I emphasize valuable because I'm gonna say there's a couple of mistakes <laughs> you can make with newsletter, right? One, yeah is you can do a self meter. That's where your printer talks you into how cheap it can be to just fold staple and we'll stick a label on the outside. Yes, that is cheap. What that says to your donor is this is not important. It wasn't worth our time to make look cool or good. So it's not worth your time. Yeah. And, and you probably didn't get above the level of a PTA report in their mailbox. Yeah. If you're changing the world, you need to report to donors in a way that gives impact. The other thing you don't want to do 
is you don't want to do a what's called a, a self-mailer. And if you're not familiar with this world, but that's, that's even another step from the folded stapled. It's, it's where they take the newsletter. Oh, we're including an envelope in it. And they put it in the middle and staple that baby. And they step. Again, if a label, a stick-on, like an Avery label is mm -hmm. involved, you are signaling ain't important. Throw away. Go ahead and spend the money. Invest it because you're focused on the ROI over time. And you're asking for money in this piece. Um, that's, that's well worth it. So uh, every newsletter... Um, uh, yeah, every newsletter I've ever helped a client do, we found a way to put it in an envelope and label the outside with your newsletter enclosed mm -hmm. because it signals this is important enough. We took the time to do these things. And it sounds dumb. I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'll just be frank to say, let's put your newsletter enclosed on every one of them not yeah. not in that month but all yeah. the ones we're gonna send this year are gonna have that but we've tested because mm. somebody on this podcast in a creative <laughs> meeting might have said hey i think this is kind of dumb yes you did <laughs> and i i was also wrong but we learned something and, and it and it's fine but it's worth doing that and it is also worth like you said, it, it is more expensive to send it in a proper envelope, but it's worth it. Yeah. If you think about it like this is a tour, you wouldn't give a donor a tour looking wrinkled and sloppy Hopefully. of your facility, of your area. Yep. You'd show up looking at least semi-nice. Yep. You'd show them around, but you'd yep. make sure when they're looking, they're not bored. And you're doing this because of you. We've got this. And then at the end of it, if you're good at giving tours, you work in and ask at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Why bother if you don't, even if you're just asking to be volunteers Yep. because they're giving a, a, a significant investment if they give you their time. It, it's worth it uh, doing them and doing them right. And sitting down when, when we play newsletters, sometimes I hate planning newsletters in all honesty, because our writers ask really good questions and I want to get <laughs> in and out of these meetings as quickly as I can. And we'll start with, okay, this is the whatever newsletter. And then, you know, boom, 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 we're doing this. I come in prepared and the writer will say, okay, well, why does a donor care about this? Oh, don't you hate those questions? <laughs> well, they, they care about it because what we're supposed to talk about. Okay, well, but what, how do I get, what does a donor care about this? Why does that matter? And so, okay, so it is pulling teeth, but our team doesn't actually put pen to paper on a newsletter until every square, every panel, every section has bullet points about why this square matters to a donor. If they are only going to read this, why do they care? And again, worth the effort. They are a pain to put together oftentimes, but it's worth doing. One of the things I would, I would say is we, we, one section of the business is to work with people who are, um, aren't ready to hire a, an agency like ours. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they're, they're at a, at a point where they're either 
bootstrapping or they're they've got they've gotten to a growth place they need to know what's next but they're not ready for a you know they're just not ready to to, to hire a, an agency uh, uh, one of the one of the pieces of, of advice that I I find myself giving over and over again as I as we coach and consult is don't don't focus on a, a male impact or a, a a, a, a major donor piece until you've sorted out a newsletter. Do mm. a newsletter first, because if you do a newsletter that is donor focused, not organizational focused, if it's focused on what the donor of the problem and what the donor can be doing to alleviate the problem, then and, and then you ask donors to participate, you will raise money. Newsletters are a growth tool, not just a reporting tool. And the reason I say that is most nonprofits, uh, many nonprofits report so badly and they report the wrong numbers that it means nothing from a fundraising standpoint. To the donor. To the it means donor. a lot to the CFO, your controller. Yeah, which they just then just make them write the big checks. That's what, you know, that's the way to solve that problem. Yeah. And they won't because those guys are normally not, they're not <laughs> in the interest. Okay. Let's not pick fights with CFOs. Okay. <laughs> okay. This podcast is free though. Nobody's going to try to expense it. We're going to be okay. But well, na- well now it is. Yeah. Now and better get in early with a five-star review. So that yeah, you don't get charged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, one thing I think you said that was that I didn't even have written down, but I think it's easy for somebody if you're driving and you're like, yeah, we're a new newsletter, we're doing this, we're, we're bopping along, our newsletters are good. The way to know you've got a good newsletter is if it's raising money. Exactly. And so the, just, I encourage everybody listening, you may be right, send in your proof to us that you were right and you didn't need to go check, yeah. but check, check your ROI on your newsletter. Yeah. And if, if it's positive, it ought to be more than just barely positive. But if it's at least positive, you're making money. You have exactly. a, you have a pretty good newsletter. If it's not, oh, yeah. no matter how much you like it or love it or your leader loves it, oh, yeah. you don't have a good newsletter. Oh, that raises a great point. There is often a sacred cow attached to an existing newsletter mm-hmm. that this is the way we've always done it. And it's all, you know, we just can't change this. And or we've always had the founder's picture on it or his spouse's birthday or mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, they're, it's hilarious. All these, all these traditions. Oh yeah. Well, uh, that, that can be difficult, but one of the things to do is find a way to break through that and start the conversation around an ROI. You will, it's really a powerful tool to talk ROI huh. and uh, return on investment. Uh, if you're not thinking about, we spent, a dollar for the newsletter, did we make a dollar and a penny on each newsletter or however that works? And the the ROI, um, I'm just going to tell you, we have clients, the ROIs on their newsletters are, I just keep thinking that can't go up anymore. And then it happens you, and you and your team and, do, a, well, do a great job on another newsletter and, and it's and it's, it's not because we're using cheaper ink i mean no. you know, we're, 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 <laughs> not, we're not using recycled paper or anything right, let's, just, let's talk can, about let's talk happen. about let's talk about look of a newsletter first so one of the things is in the in the world of print uh today 
uh, black and white can actually be more expensive than color. And so you have to find, and we can't, uh, we can't do all the, 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 that consulting with you on this podcast because until you send in your five-star reviews and then we'll, we'll work with you directly. Then you unlock, you unlock yeah. that. You unlock that. the next step. Okay. But you have to consider what is this, what signal am I, am I sending? And so we have, we have clients, um, you lead a couple of those clients where they have drastically different looks to their newsletter mm -hmm. Some one that's high design and meaning, meaning uh, almost could hang in a museum. It, it's a magazine. It, it has a it magazine look to it. Great. And then, and then we have another client where that design looks less, but it's just as intentional. In fact, in my observation, it takes more work to hmm. make something really work where you're not doing flashy. So it is not about the paper. It is not about the color. For heaven's sake, it is not about your branding rules. It's about does the story of the good a donor can do come through? And are you able to buckle up with that, the fact that the need is ongoing? If you do that, you will be amazed at how donors love to read newsletters and give to them. The newsletters donors ignore are about your organization. They're boring and you don't attach the need to the donor's life. Hmm. It's it. Why does the donor care about this? If you don't know, don't put it in. Yeah. Or if you can't make the case in a compelling way, don't put it in. Hmm. And that goes to uh, difficulty people may have getting rid of the founder's photo or the, you know, the logo we've always had or whatever. And if you can have that ROI conversation of, okay, well, how, how mm. much is his or her, her photo worth on the cover? Mm -hmm. And that few, we've few had conversations are... like that. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and a leader in their heart of hearts, maybe not across the desk from you, in that one moment, in, right? in that one yeah. moment, <laughs> will appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. And also selfishly, let's just, let's just be real. If you bring it up and you get shot down, you're not completely absolved, but you did what you could and, and you and try. And it's, uh, it is the right thing to always talk ROI return on investment. What did we spend? What did we get back from this effort? Back mm. to average heart, resting heart rates, average heart rates. It, tracking becomes your friend in these moments. It's not some wild, crazy idea you have. You're trying to raise money for the organization. And when questioned, oh, well, I just happen to have a little spreadsheet I'd like to talk about. That's powerful. Mm. It's helpful. Yeah. So that's a bit about newsletters, but hopefully you got that you can have, this is one of the few times you can have your cake and eat it too. You can engage donors. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Connect and raise money. And yeah. any, anybody in your organization or outwards who says you can't do both at the same time, uh, send them to podcasts at Onecity. <laughs> the intern will delete tell, their email. Yeah, <laughs> tell them episode six, uh, send them our way, get them to listen to this episode and they'll see the error of their ways. <laughs> Next we'll go, we'll go to what's, what ought to be on your radar. This is a section that 
again, came out organically of how you and I interact uh, of see something interesting, flip it to each other back and forth. Hey, have you seen this? Oh yeah, that was great. Have you seen this? Nah, well, it ought to be on your radar. Don't read it necessarily today, but it ought to be on your radar. Pay attention to it. And Save this for later. Yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes it's, uh, it's fundraising related. This sort of is, so this is a, a book, a poem a day and this they're, they're long, so it's thick, but it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a poem a day and how, they're fundraising how poems, right? Yeah, they're fundraising poems. Dear donor, <laughs> let me count the ways. Um, your average gift goes to our store of thrift. But um, we're not doing the grift. <laughs> oh, that, okay, good. that was good. That okay, was really I can, good. I can rap too if you'd want that. Oh, yeah. Please. Once I figure out how to include an, a different audio track into this live, we're going to do that for okay. a, uh, a milestone episode. Get, getting, getting I, a, distra- can I distracted battle. you. I distracted you. Go ahead. No, it's fine. So I don't like poetry. Um, I don't hate it, but I, I don't like it. But what I have come to realize, and you and other people have put on my radar and helped me see is that poets are amazingly effective and efficient writers and they're writing in constraints of verse syllables, line length, all sorts of constraints, meter. And they're getting across these complex emotional ideas of love, anguish, all these things. Mm -hmm. And by reading a poem, now I need the training wheels poem books where it also has an explanation. But if I read the explanation and I read the poem, I understand how they're using words so efficiently to get a point across that I would take three or four times as many words to do. And where this comes into play for fundraisers is uh, we talked about earlier, you're constrained to inches and space on a page. And if you can learn to write like a poet, which doesn't mean rhyming, it doesn't mean writing in a certain verse, but if you can tell a story, get a point across in as little words as possible, but still be effective, still bring emotion in, still be visual. Poets are highly visual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will be a better writer your donors will enjoy reading your work more because there's less fluff. It's similar to that thing you alluded to on an earlier episode about Hemingway telling a great story in like six Six words. words. It's like name that tune. If, if I can do it in this many, well, that's it. A donor still gets everything I need and I struggle with it and I don't read a poem a day. I'm not, I'm not here to lie to you and tell you that's part of my daily routine, but I try to do, I try to look at two a week and I try to think, even when I'm reading work of, okay, is this how a poet would say it? Is there another way to get this tighter? Mm, and, mm-hmm. uh, it, I feel like it's benefited my copy review, the little writing I do for clients, uh, as well. And then we have writers that do that and, and read these things and it benefits them as well. So it, ra- it raises all the ships. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a, that's a great, uh, suggestion. Uh, one of the things I would, would add about poets is, they they learn to craft very uh, dense, condensed, uh, like in the term, like not uh, dumb, but dense as in lots of lots of impact in a small space. 
Hmm. And, and that's a beautiful thing. So yeah, that's a great suggestion. Usually the yeah. summaries of these poems are twice as long oh, yeah. Oh, as yeah. the poem itself, <laughs> and, which is just so effective in that if you'd started in the reverse, it's like a magic trick. Well, I can't take these two pages and turn it into one page. Well, yeah, yeah but you're going to lose all these things on the cover floor. No, I won't. It'll yeah. be the same thing. Yeah. It's Another so great impressive. thing to do is, is to uh, pick your favorite uh, music uh, uh, star performer and read the lyrics. Don't listen to the music and just look, look at the, the emotion and, and often a call to action. Sometimes it's not a call mm -hmm. to action that I would endorse, but there's a call to action there. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and so, you know, that's another way of exposing yourself to uh, uh, someone who is who is writing in a way that you can learn to do. It is it is uh, part of the the craft of fundraising is communicating uh, the needs. And even if you're not a writer, if you're, if you're just supervising the team, you doing this will help you in reviewing their work. I, I would even, I would even say everyone in fundraising is probably a copywriter because unless you're, you're living in the old days or, you know, those two or three huge organizations where there is uh, admin staff, but you, you're almost always responding to donor emails. True. You're writing letters. The, the 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 craft of writing is one of the one of the things that it, it, no matter what you kids today bring up and you know Twitch and all those the tweet stormy thing and all that kind of crazy talk. It still comes down to communicating with words, even the talk. It's people talking. That's why they call it TikTok, right? Is, yep. is, it, is it makes you, you have a tick and you talk. And That's so right. it, you're still communicating. And, and there's some great communication in those medium that mm -hmm. doesn't seem like, I mean, it doesn't, isn't well attached to a sonnet, except that it's, it's, it is very condensed, powerful communication, which is what fundraising ought to be. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter's uh, character constraint. Yeah, Real, there you, go. you know, it's almost made a, a new narrative form. It's impressive. Yeah. All right. So what, what you got, what, what should be on my and everybody else's radar? Um, I, I, I think I'll just stay, go back to the, the paying attention to your metrics. It is such an important thing. And it is in, because I'm talking to, uh, um, several smaller startup organizations right now, and they are not, they don't have their number and they don't know what to focus on. Mm. And they're just trying to focus on, well, we're just, we're just doing these things. And so what's on my radar would be to say, pick your number, make that happen. That's good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This was episode six, uh, Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. Uh, send in your five-star reviews to wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, send in your questions, your comments, uh, anything you'd like to hear, requests uh, to podcasts at onicity.com. And join us next week where on episode seven, we'll discuss the advantages of using Uber Eats to deliver your mail impacts to donors <laughs> instead of the post office. Cut the post office out. That's an awesome idea. Cut them I out. Like that. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast.